Faced with an uncertain future, many business owners and technology professionals don't have the time needed to invest in their business technology strategies. And as a result, they're afraid of their technology getting outdated and putting their company and customers' information at risk. The digital future is already here, but with all different choices in the marketplace, it's difficult to know which one will be the best fit for you and your strategic vision. Imagine having the peace of mind that your business is backed by the right technology investments that are tailored for your specific needs. Hi, I'm Brian Nichols, and I've helped countless business owners and technology professionals just like you, helping you make informed decisions about what technologies are best to invest in for your business. Voice, bandwidth, cybersecurity, business continuity, juggling all the aspects of business technology is messy. Let me help. Head to briannicholsshow.com forward slash help and sign up for a free one-on-one -on -one consultation with yours truly to dig deep into where you see your company heading and how we can align your business technology towards those goals. Again, that's briannicholsshow.com forward slash help to get your simplified business technology started today. We can become great at doing the, the things that we do well, the things that are, we focus on. Like I'm, I think our audience is great at selling liberty. I think we have yeah. been amazing at doing that. Welcome to The Brian Nichols Show, your source for common sense politics on the We Are Libertarians Network. As a sales and marketing executive in the greater telecommunications cybersecurity industry, Brian works with C-level executives to help them future-proof their company's infrastructure for an uncertain future. And in each episode, Brian takes that experience and applies it to the liberty movement. You start to ask questions that pique his interest and get him to feel like, okay, this guy's actually got something that maybe can help me out. And then in your asking of questions and trying to uncover the real problems, build that natural trust. I know I went in a monologue there, man. <laughs> Instead of focusing on simply winning arguments or being right, we're teaching the basic fundamentals of sales and their application in the world of politics, showing you how to ask better questions, tell better stories, and ultimately change people's minds. And now, your host, Brian Nichols. Hi everybody, I'm Magdalene Rose and I'm really honored that Brian has given me one of these chances to talk to you through his Saturday monologues. And I actually work more in the conservative wing of politics in the Republican Party wing, more people who are not libertarians but are social or fiscal conservatives or both. So tonight I'm going to talk about what's going on in that wing of the political world in America. And the reason I'm going to talk about that is because there's so much discussion about who the 2024 Republican nominee is going to be. And a lot of libertarians are really concerned about who it's going to be, rightfully so, because they don't want a continuation of what's happening now with the expansion of government at the rate that it's being expanded, especially with this infrastructure bill that's being debated and voted on. And so there's a big focus on who the Republican nominee is going to be in 2024. And a lot of people have a misconception, I think, who are not actively working in Republican activism or conservatism, that every Republican or most Republicans want it to be Trump, Donald Trump, not the son, the president. And that's just not true. A lot of us don't want it to be Trump. And that's not because we're not actually conservatives or because we're neo cons. We don't want it to be Trump from a strategic standpoint. And what I mean by that is when you looked at the 2020 election as somebody who was involved in conservative politics and activism and strategy, what I can tell you is in a large part, it was a campaign about nothing. And I said this in a, a previous interview with somebody else, the Trump 2020 campaign was like a Seinfeld episode. It was really big. You were tuning in, but it was about nothing. And the reason for that is because the Trump platform, the MAGA platform, isn't actually about anything. It's not ideological. There are certain tenets to it where you're not being, you know, woke, you're not putting America last in economics. But if you ask somebody in that world, in the Trump inner circle, what does MAGA mean? They can't really tell you aside from saying a couple talking points. And the reason for that is it's not based in anything ideological. It was really designed as a way to let Trump have a platform in 2016 and in the early days of his uh, being in office 
without ever actually having to adhere to anything. So he could say something about trade one morning, completely change his mind the next because it was all under the MAGA banner. MAGA was whatever Trump said that day. And that worked for a while. It got him elected. But once he was in office, people want ideological standpoints. They want to know where you stand on things. And he couldn't deliver that. So for Republicans and conservative voters, there's a lot of people who wanted to be Ron DeSantis, who wanted to be somebody in business. They want the 2024 nominee to be somebody who has not got all this negativity attached to him. And a lot of people have asked me, libertarians, liberals, some conservatives, you know, why is everyone so sure he could win a primary again for the Republican Party for the nomination if he's so unpopular in so many areas? And the reason for that is because when Trump was in office and running in 2016, he didn't spend a lot of time trying to expand the party, no matter what he says. There was not a huge expansion of outreach to the Republican Party or to moderate voters. What he spent a lot of time doing was cultivating and adhering to whatever this small group, and by small, I mean a couple million people who supported him early on wanted. That is his base. His base is not the Republican Party. His base is this smaller group of a couple million people who he knows will go vote in the primaries for the Republican nomination. He knew that in 2016, and he'll know it again in 2024. And what I mean by that is these are people who go caucus in Iowa. They will people who will be at the South Carolina primary, people who will deliver him the nomination. The issue is, once he gets the nomination, he will not be allowed to run a real campaign. He's off social media. He's not going to get back on social media unless there's a really big turnaround in the court system. And I don't see that coming. I could be wrong, but I don't see it coming. So he's not on social media. He's a pariah in the entertainment world. And that does matter, especially for younger voters. I can tell you that when, you know, for example, Taylor Swift says, go vote for this or don't go vote for this or sign this position. It matters to millions of young women, especially. So being completely pariahed from the entertainment world is a problem. And he wasn't completely pariahed in 2016. He had people in sports endorsing him. He had people who had been in the entertainment industry working with him or just not publicly hating him. And that went a long way. So you have those two issues. But then you have this third issue, which is that, like me, a lot of Republicans are exhausted by the Trump circle. And what I mean by that is the Trump circle is not just Trump and the family. It's it's the people he brought in to help run things. There's a lot of grifters in it. So for libertarians who are wondering, you know, if Trump gets the nomination, is he going to win? I don't think he will win because I don't think he'll be allowed to run a real campaign. But if he did win, one of the things I would advise libertarians to do is to really make him work for every bit of support that you possess. And what I mean by that is if you want Rand Paul to hold his feet to the fire, make him not hire war hawks and put them in his cabinet because he did that. If you want Trump to adhere to some level of small government policies, you need to play hardball with him. And that's something the conservative part, the conservative movement and the Republican Party never really learned. They learned how how to assuage his ego. They learned how to puff up his ego, but they never learned how to be on equal playing field with him. And they should have been because at the end of the day, he's one man. The Republican Party, the conservative movement is the only other choice really aside from Democrats in a major race, in a presidential race. So they should have been on an even playing field with him, but they weren't. You need to make sure that if Trump gets reelected, you're on an even playing field with him. And just finally, I think a lot of libertarians are rightfully worried about the direction of the Republican Party because you see the Republican Party sort of as the, the alternative choice, the lesser of two evils, if you will. And I see it that way a lot of times too, in comparison to the left and the Democrat Party. You're worried about 
about the stability of the Republican Party. And you should be. The Republican Party is not stable right now. You have all these major issues going on. You have the fact that there's a border crisis. Inflation is rising. The infrastructure package will pretty much make the entire United States just an entitlement place. And Republicans tweet about criminal justice reform. They don't care. They're not paying attention. So as a libertarian, if you're really concerned about the future of the country, you should be terrified about what's happening in the Republican Party and the conservative movement. Because until those two things get their act together, really, you're just trying to fight against the Democrats and the left and that whole ecosystem, which is really, really strong, scary and brutal. And we've seen how brutal they can be and what they're willing to do to utilize their connections in the FBI or in the, the social media world or in Hollywood. They will do whatever it takes. So if you want to fix the country, if you want the country to have a fighting chance, you got to sort of get rid of the Trump network a little bit. And that might mean losing a race. That might mean not being able to say Republicans are back and they're winning and libertarians help them. It might mean showing the Republican Party some tough love, because until you do that, until Trump and his network of people is proven to be a loser in terms of winning re-election and winning elections, I don't think you're going to be able to turn the country around, no matter how many people tweet about it on social media. So thank you all. I really appreciate this opportunity that Brian's given me. And this is a great show to be featured on. Thanks for listening to The Brian Nichols Show. Find more episodes at briannicholsshow.com. If you enjoyed today's episode, don't forget to subscribe. Want to help us reach more people? Give the show a five-star review and tell your friends to subscribe too. Find us at briannicholsshow.com and download the show on Apple Podcasts, Spotify, or wherever you listen to podcasts. Follow me on social media at bnicholsliberty and consider donating to the show at briannicholsshow.com forward slash support. The Brian Nichols Show is supported by viewers like you. Thank you to our patrons, Daryl Schmitz, Laura Stanley, Michael Lima, Mitchell Mankiewicz, Cody Johns, Craig DaCosta, and the We Are Libertarians Network. Trust the experts. We're all in this together. If it saves one life. Raise your hand if you heard any of those tiresome phrases over the past year and a half. I know my hand is currently raised. Millions of people across dozens of industries were labeled unessential and forced to lock down with livelihoods and futures crushed in an instant. And as government has continued to expand its power and leverage fear to turn neighbor against neighbor, a group of filmmakers have taken a stand and are determined to help set the record straight on the importance of following the actual science of the pandemic. Follow the science on lockdowns and liberty from the Sound Mind Creative Group is a brand new docuseries highlighting the stories of those negatively impacted over the past year and a half by ineffective government policies enacted in the name of following the science. With noted experts like Nick Hudson from Panda, the pandemic data and analytics organization, healthcare policy advisors like Scott Atlas, and telling the stories of business owners, families, and just your average everyday person harmed by these government mandates. Follow the science on Lockdowns and Liberty is giving us a chance to make sure the true stories of the pandemic are told. So please help us at The Brian Nichols Show in supporting the Sound Mind Creative Group. With noted figures in the Liberty Movement like Dr. Tom Woods donating thousands of their own dollars to this project, you know just how important this project is. So head to briannicholsshow.com forward slash follow the science to donate and catch their brand new trailer to the docuseries one more time. That's briannicholsshow.com forward slash follow the science.